0: benefit in America to recognize the great sacrifice of women. That's vitally important. We don't we cannot forget what God put together when he brought a man and a woman together. This building is made out of brick and mortar. You gotta have both. That man is the brick. He's the strong. He's the solid. The mortar is what holds it together. You go into a man's home and there's no woman around, you know instantly that's a man's home. You know, it, it, the first thing somebody's going to say, there's no feminine touch in here. You know, when you get married, I was, you know, I was a bachelor. I, I had my little bachelor apartment and all I got married and a whirlwind came through and pink eyes the place. I don't know. And it, it, it all of a sudden became feminine. And she still tries that. She calls me and she says, I picked out some paint. It might be a little too pink for you. I said, is it pink at all? (laughs) (laughs) If it's pink, it's wrong for me. (laughs)
1: You
0: know, they add a touch to the home that, that is vital. It brings it, it's a mortar that brings it together. But, you look at the sacrifice. Hannah begged God. Now, we have so many people today, so many mothers, or I should say back up, so many women in America today who are not wanting to be mothers. It's a growing trend that women are not wanting to be mothers. When we look at scripturally, Hannah begged God. She was in the temple begging God for a baby. Give me a baby, God. I want a baby. She was crying out and. Until Eli looked at her and said, what in the world's wrong with you? Are you drunk? She said, I'm not drunk. I'm begging God for a child. And God gave her one. You know what she did with it? She gave it away. When Samuel was born, she presented him to Eli and said, here he is. We look at Rachel, who, was, who had a closed womb, and she was crying out, and she said, give me children or else I die, Genesis thirty. Verse 1 says, a mother is, in, in, in Solomon's time was willing to give away her child to keep her from being severed in half. You remember the story where two mothers were claiming the same baby. Solomon says, well, just cut the kid in half and give him half to each one. The real mother is the one that says, whoa, no, 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 let's not do that. He said, give the baby to her. A mother sacrifices and gives everything. That's what motherhood is. See, motherhood is the most self-depreciating thing there is. You quit being your own person, in a sense, when you become a mother. Your life is no longer about what you want, what you get, what you, you, what you have. It is about giving. Teddy Roosevelt said, On the whole, I think the duty of, a, of the woman is more important and more difficult and more honorable of the two. On the whole, I respect the woman who does her duty even more than I respect a man who does his. No ordinary work done by a man is either as hard or as responsible as the work of a woman who is bringing up a family of small children. For upon her time and strength demands are made not only every hour of the day, but often every hour of the night. She may have to get up night after night to take care of a sick child, and yet must by day continue to do all her household duties as well. And if the family means are scant, she must usually enjoy even her rare holidays, taking her whole brood of children with her. The birth pains make all men the debtors of all women. Above all sympathy and regard are due to the struggling wives among whose, uh, those whom Abraham Lincoln called the plain people and whom he so loved and trusted. For the lives of these women are often led on the lonely heights of, of quiet, self-sacrificing heroism. <laughs> you know, there's so much truth to that. When, that, when you were born, or you're, if you're the firstborn child, your mother's life completely changed that day. It all of a sudden not about herself. It's not her own anymore. But society has been fighting to change that. Society, this way, this ungodly thinking, and it's not new. It's been happening a long time. It's just gained so much steam lately. Uh, There's nothing more powerful than a praying mama. Guys, don't mess with mama. Don't mess with mama. The Bible tells us in in 1 Peter chapter 3 that you start messing with mama, your prayers will be hindered. God doesn't want to hear from you, guys, if you don't treat your wife right. you don't treat her right, he says, I don't even want to hear from you. I don't even want to talk to you. Your prayers will be hindered. I believe there's nothing more terrifying than a mama on her knees. It shakes heaven and earth when a mama's on her knees. God works for those women on their knees. But society wants to ma- marginalize women. It wants to make, it, uh, make motherhood a diminished position. Like it doesn't matter so much. Society says go out and be somebody. But God tells women to go home and make somebody. Society show, says, show what you what you got. God says, show who you are. Society says, motherhood is a bother. God says, motherhood is the greatest of all blessings. Society says, it takes a village. I think it was Hillary Clinton who said that. God says, it takes a mother. Most of us learn most of what we knew growing up at the knee of our mother. She's the one that taught us. For the most part, dad was out working and mom was the one doing the practical teaching. Society has tried to push this idea on women that having a career is where you're going to get your fulfillment. Go have a career. Go out and be somebody. Go make something of yourself. And there's an interesting fact that goes along with it in that after World War II, you know, during World War II, the men were out fighting. And so somebody had to build the planes and the ships and such. so women ended up. Uh, In the workplace and a lot of them never left, but there's a very interesting parallel that goes along with that. The more women that were in the workplace and not at home, uh, the the greater amount of antidepressants being used by women. (laughs) It pretty much parallels alcoholism use, drug use, suicide parallels the rise in women in the workplace as they've left the home and left their families. It doesn't make them fulfilled. It makes them miserable. Now, I'm not saying that it's wrong for a woman to do things like that, but I'm saying that that women have a vital and incredible responsibility, and God gave them a special blessing. Nothing blesses a woman more than raising her children. What a blessing that is. And your children need you. Society says, hey... Take your children and and stick them in a daycare center and let somebody else raise your kids. I think there's no worse travesty in the world than somebody else raising my children. Those are my kids. And I can tell you from experience, my wife and I talked about it when when Jimmy was born and we said, we're going to raise our own kids. We're going to raise our own kids. And there were times that she worked all day and I went to work at night. And when I got off in the morning, I laid down on the couch and the kids played on the floor, and that's, that was my sleep. Until it was she came back home and then I went back to work. We took that to survive because we're struggling so much. But we said that that's what we're going to do because we are going to raise our children. Somebody else is not going to raise our kids. And it was so Important to us, and now I look, and my daughter is raising her own children, and I'm proud of that. Praise God that my daughter is raising her children, and they struggle, and they struggle to do it. When we as Americans don't like to struggle. I remember seeing a show several years ago now about a uh, uh, a family who thought that their their nanny or their babysitter or whatever was abu- abusing their child, so they they got a uh, hidden camera and they put it in there, and sure enough. The child was being abused uh, by this babysitter or nanny or whatever you call it. But I remember when they showed the outside of the house, it was a big mansion. This place had to be a million-dollar home and two Lexus in the driveway. And they talked to the mother and they said, what are you going to do now? She said, well, we're going to have to find us a better babysitter. I was thinking, you could probably sell the house, get something a little smaller, and raise your own children. Paul said, I brought the gospel to you with that heart of a mother. That's what it takes to take the gospel out, that heart of a mother. A mother will tell you when you're wrong. <laughs> the, heart of, the heart of a mother isn't, isn't a soft, necessarily always soft. Sometimes a mom is going to tell you when you're wrong. I'm always amazed when my children, like I said, they'll call their mom. They don't call me most of the time for advice. Something has to be really weird for them to call me. You know, it has to be a man thing. For them to call me, they'll call their mom, and then I'll sit and listen to the conversation, and I'll think, "Wow, she really knows what she's talking about." Me, I would have just said, "Okay, do this, 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 this. Got it? Okay, good." But mom has a way of bringing the heart into it, bring the feelings into it. Hey, I know what you're feeling. This is this is where this is where the struggle is. This is why you're hurting. This is, and the, and she brings that mother's passion into it that I just I'm not capable of doing. But God gave a gift, and that's motherhood. And society has forgotten that. You go, you ladies, go out, and, and you'll run into somebody those those Hillary Clinton, Nancy Pelosi types, or some uh, corporate executive, or whatever. What do you do? I'm a, I'm a housewife. I stay home. Oh, you poor thing! <laughs> you poor thing! What a terrible thing! And they look down on it. It's the greatest gift of all. See, we, like Jeremiah was saying there, My people have committed two evils. They have forsaken me, the fountain of living water, and hewned out cisterns, broken cisterns that will hold no water. What's that saying? They're putting their emphasis and their strength into something that fails. What can be more important than molding a life? But we look so down on that in our society, and it should not be that way. We hew these broken cisterns. And what happens when a woman goes out and she gets her degree or whatever, and she goes and becomes a corporate executive, and she never has children, and she works in, the, in that place for 40 years, and then she retires? What does she have? The fulfillment cannot be there. It can't, what can be more fulfilling than having your children and your grandchildren huddled around you? What can be more fulfilling than that? You've impacted the world. This, this executive hasn't impacted the world. Nancy Pelosi hasn't impacted the world anywhere near as much as a mother has impacted the world. Well, I control San Francisco. Well, good luck with that. Uh, I'm, I, I'm, a, I'm a senator, I'm so powerful. Nothing's more powerful than raising a child for the kingdom of Almighty God. What can be more powerful than that? Don't ever let anybody look down on you for that. What a blessing that is. And as they look down their nose, all we have to do is realize, I've raised a child for the kingdom of God. I have poured my heart and soul and life into a person, into a human being, not into a system, not into a political system. These things are vitally important. That's what God set as a building blocks for the family and society. Society doesn't grow strong because people are in politics. (laughs) Society doesn't grow strong because of who's in in a governmental office or in a business office or in a corporate office. Society grows strong when we have strong, powerful homes for the kingdom of God. When there's strong homes, society is strong. Politics can't fix that. It doesn't matter who you elect. What matters is who is raising the children. What do those children learn? Paul said, I brought it to you as a mother who is nursing her child. And that is the same word in the Greek as Ephesians 5.25. Who says, no man ever hated his own, I'm sorry, Ephesians 5.29, no man ever hated his own flesh, but nourisheth and cherisheth Same word that was used in 1 Thessalonians chapter 2. He nourisheth and cherishes that, even as the Lord the church. So God makes a comparison between the nurturing mother and God's love for the church. There's nothing more powerful than that. Paul brought that gospel in with that kind of a love, And he tells the man, you don't hate your own flesh. You nourish your flesh. If you're like me, you like nourishing your flesh. I enjoy nourishing my flesh. And we have to remember, society isn't going to give our wives and mothers the love and appreciation that they deserve. We've got to do it. It's got to come from us. We're the ones that have to show her just how much we love her and appreciate her. We are the ones who have to honor her. The Bible tells us as men that we are to honor the woman as a weaker vessel. It says that she is a joint heir for the kingdom. The joint heir of the kingdom. God tells us to honor her that way. What do we do? We protect her. We protect her. We shield her. If somebody comes after your wife, you... They gotta come through you first. I remember talking to this friend of ours uh, right when we first got married, very nearly he said he was out walking with his girlfriend and this dog come running at him, growling. He said immediately he jumped behind his girlfriend. And then he said, Oh wait a minute, I'm supposed to be up there. So he runs around and got in front of her. (laughs) You know, we have to, as men, make sure that our ladies know how much they're appreciated and loved. Because, oh, it's so easy to take her for granted. You come home and the, and the meal's on the table and you forget to say thank you. You come home and the house is clean and you forget to thank, say thank you. Uh, you know, she brings you something to drink and you forget to say thank you. And mean it from the heart how much you appreciate this gift that God gave you. What a gift. I don't want to live alone. I don't know how you guys feel. I want my lady there. I like having my lady there. I want us to pray and pray for our mothers and pray for our wives. They've got a big job and we can't do it. Fellas, you might be able to fill the position, but you can never fill the shoes of your wife, of your mother. You can't do it. We're not geared that way. We weren't built that way to fill that role. They are that mortar that holds it all together. Let's pray. Father, I pray that you will give a special blessing to our mothers today. Let them know how much they are loved and appreciated, Lord. You, you created a special position, a special role. And Lord, Nobody, no man is able to fill that role. It's one that's out of our capabilities, Lord, and you created it that way. You wanted it that way. Lord, there's no stronger bond than the bond of a home. Lord, a man, a woman, children. I praise you for that. I pray your blessings to be upon them. Lord, I just pray that You'll watch over each one and give them a special blessing today. Let them know how much they're loved. And I praise You in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. I want to take a moment and say that we just celebrated 31 years of marriage. Yes. And I can tell you, I am so incredibly thankful for the lady that God has given me. 31 years ago, we walked down the aisle, and she's filled my life ever since. What a blessing. And I, I'm sorry about you guys that you didn't get her. <laughs> I got her. She has been such a great inspiration to me. I wasn't raised in a Christian home. I wasn't raised around a lot of Christians. My grandmother was a Christian. I had an uncle who was a Christian and uh, an aunt. And that's pretty much it. But the influence of my home was not Christian. And I can never overestimate how much she impacted my walk with the Lord Jesus Christ. She was my crutch in so many ways and still is in so many ways. And I can say that I've watched her battle the devil on behalf of our children. I've heard her rebuke the devil and and fighting over our children. I've heard her pray for them and love them through the years. And I can never say enough to say how much I am thankful for her. Praise the Lord for Mother's Day. And I just want to ask if any other men would like to say something about their ladies. Ladies. I just watched every man in here pucker up. <laughs> <laughs> it was like <laughs> 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 that was any guys have something good to say
1: about their lady. Yes. I'm so thankful for both my and my wife. Amen. Amen. That's awesome? awesome. Anybody else? My mind's pretty much the same as yours. Mm-hmm. Uh, if it wasn't, if
0: it wasn't for my wife, mm-hmm. I wouldn't be sitting here today in the church. I guarantee you that. Yeah. Yeah. So she is. She has been my. She has been my my biblical
1: mm-hmm.
0: arm mm-hmm. of where I am today. Yes, yeah. amen, amen. You know we talk about the men being the leaders, and they're supposed to be, but in reality. Most of the time, the women are, are the stronger ones spiritually in most homes. And they, that's a fact in my home for a great portion of our marriage. I still think so. She's, she's more spiritual than I am.
1: Thank the Lord for that. Anyone else? Yes, sir. I can attest to, first of all, what you were talking about. <laughs> Mom being on her knees praying. My mother prayed for me constantly. I needed it. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to go honor her this afternoon. She's 98, like you mentioned earlier. And me and my brother are going to take her out. Awesome. And the other very powerful lady in my life is, of course, Edie. And we've been married now uh, 51 years, 52 years coming up in in June. Mm -hmm. And. uh, Hasn't always been easy. I'm not going to say it was all bliss, mm-hmm. but it was it was 52 years of marriage of, of a, a lot of. Well, you have to learn how to you know compromise and know where where to give and take. Mm-hmm. I can just thank I just thank God that uh, she has been that force as you were mentioning about with the children yeah they want to talk to mama mm-hmm. about things and uh, they'll talk to me about financial needs and mm-hmm. and uh, things that uh, advice that way but when it comes to just wanting mm-hmm. that mama's word correct it's feeding
0: mm-hmm. yeah,
1: yep. yeah. Yeah. Amen. Amen.
0: Anyone else? Putting you on the spot, guys. <laughs> yes, sir. One more
1: thing I just want to say. I wouldn't be here Probably dead What an awesome testimony that is the power of a mama. They know when to hug us and when to whoop us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah man anyone else don't leave anybody out
0: can we stand together Father thank you once again for our mothers our wives these ladies that have made such a difference in our lives Lord that turned so many of us around and and showed us what a relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ really is. Thank you, them. I pray, God, that you'll bless them today in a special way. Let each one of them feel loved, feel bathed in your love. We just praise you in Jesus'
1: name. Amen. 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 Thank you, folks. God bless.